Today we are going to be talking about uh, new White House executive orders and Yield Guild Gaming. So first off, I want to talk about the White House, the Biden administration. They are prepping to release an initial government-wide strategy for dealing with digital assets and tasking different federal agencies with assessing the risk and opportunities that they pose. Um, a lot of people have been kind of freaking out about this, thinking that this is going to be some heavy-handed regulation that's going to be coming out tomorrow or something, but this is really just the first step in a long journey towards regulation. Uh, the White House plan is to bring order to the haphazard approach that the government is now using to regulate crypto. There's currently, you know, five or six different organizations that all have their hand in um, regulation, and there's very little coordination between all of these as to what to classify certain cryptos as, how to regulate them, and everything else that involves the industry. Um, a lot of the crypto executives are um, bemoaning that there's a lack of clarity on the rules and that China and other nations are going to be continuing to push crypto and that they could potentially take over from the U.S. if the U.S. doesn't step up and start to really uh, push towards a crypto um, regulations. Um, so this is going to be an executive order. It's going to detail the economic regular, regulatory and national security challenges posed by crypto. And then it's going to ask reports from different agencies for the second half of 2022. And then there might be some rules and stuff that come out after that. But this is nothing that's going to be, you know, happening tomorrow, so to say. Um, they said they're going to involve the State Department, Treasury Department, Economic Council, economic advisors, national security. So it's really going to be a holistic approach to what they can do regarding crypto. How do you feel about that, Jake? Uh, good, because I'm of the camp and at the risk, I might be wrong, but I think most people in crypto understand, at least on the developers and the creator side, they understand this is going to happen. There's going to be regulation. The idea that there wouldn't be is a delusion. So at the very least, let's get some clarity then because otherwise you're left in limbo and it's very hard to develop and pitch and create a space when you don't really know where the guardrails are actually going to be. And it's very important because what, uh, as we've seen with some governments like China and Russia was talking about it this week, uh, bans can be very effective. And the United States isn't talking about a ban like of any sort, but yeah, there, there's going to be guardrails put up. And so clarity there yeah, is going to be very, very important. And it's probably going to be most important to understand what the White House wants to do, because the White House uh, and the executive branch, the president can act unilaterally when it comes to regulation, the job of determining what these agencies should and should not do and who runs them is exclusively that of the executive branch. So, uh, yeah, the reason I bring that up is because we just talked earlier this week about what a Fed uh, central bank digital currency might look like. And the Fed ultimately said we'd like the White House and Congress to act uh, by enacting some kind of legislation, which would require them both. But here, what we're talking about today, regulation, uh, would just be from the White House. So, no, it's good that they're starting to get some clarity, but uh, 
I think of what they said exactly is that they're not making any recommendations right now. They're looking for input from these agencies over the next three to six months. And then, so I guess we should probably look for something that resembles a clear framework for regulation, probably by late summer. My timeline's right. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're going to get some details down because, um, yeah, it's it's been tough just kind of operating in the dark a little bit. But I think it's very clear also from past comments and releases, stable coins are number one in the sites of regulation. So that's yes. where I would expect a lot. They of did mention those too. They said that um, they would like to also uh, weigh in on the possibility of that and talk about that. But yeah, like you said, that the Fed is holding off until um, the White House goes through their whole process here. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And then the other thing I was thinking of is just like, how annoyed do you think Joe Biden is right now? Like he's out here pushing his Build Back Better bill, trying to get voting rights through, dealing with the razor thin margins, <laughs> and then someone's like, "Hey, look, I know you're busy, but you really gotta like deal with this." And I would just guess he's like, "I I don't care. Just fucking fine. <laughs> just ask people what they think." <laughs> Right. Yeah. At a certain time, it's like, all right, some of these guys are pretty old. How how much do they really understand what's going on? So I'm glad that he's reaching out and not just, you know, issuing some executive order banning everything or anything like that. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like he actually wants to hear from other people before going forward with anything. So I think this also gives a good opportunity for the crypto community to reach out and have their voice be heard. Um, and it's not just this is, you know, some fly by night thing that's happening like this is real people building real things and yeah. regulation will help i think evolve the crypto industry in a good way if it is sensible regulation yeah yeah at the end of the day what regulation has to do is create protections for vulnerable people trying to use this service as well as create protections for those who are creating to make them feel assured that they aren't going to spend all this time making something and someone else is going to come by and steal it. Or so, so yeah, regulation can serve a very good, useful, valuable purpose here. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I think my belief is that they'll, they'll understand that this does possess some potential and that it's not in anyone's interest to try to like use regulation to bury this um, and kill it. So yeah, I guess I'm, I'm optimistic. But yep, something we'll, to keep an eye on as we go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah, if we want to switch gears, I brought a, uh, it's not really an article so much as it is a, um, well, it's a company. It's, it's a, it's a cryptocurrency. It's a, uh, it's yield guild games. YGG is the, the ticker and it's a uh, play to earn guild of, uh, gamers. And it's also an investment DAO. Their focus is on in-game NFTs and just decentralized games as an investment. So really what they do is they buy these NFT assets from different play-to-earn games, uh, and then they rent them out to players who need them for initial capital in the game to start earning money. And I think the best example is what is undoubtedly uh, the most successful play-to-earn game to date, as well as the one that represents the largest part of YGG's portfolio, which is Axie Infinity. So for anyone who doesn't know, including me up until about an hour ago, uh, Axie Infinity, it, if you Google it, it has some nice polish to it. It's, um, it generated the second most protocol revenue 
amongst the entire crypto space behind Ethereum. And it's effectively a, a Pokemon-like game. There's a lot of these games I'm sure people have seen where you uh, raise and then fight uh, different animals. In this case, they call them axes. Sometimes it's just like people and heroes, but it's, it's really that kind of like you raise your pets, you fight them, and then you can sell them. Uh, but you can earn crypto by playing and selling your axes. And you also, you, you, a lot of different ways to earn. And because this is connected to exchanges and the crypto marketplace, uh, the upshot is, is that you can earn quite a bit of money. The more you play and the more successful you are. Uh, so where YGG comes in is if you're a player who wants to get involved with Axie, you can join YGG, the guild, and they will actually provide you some Axies up front, which you need to create more Axies and, and, and fight them. Uh, Can I cut it for and, yeah, yeah, go for it. I just wanted to mention one of the big reasons that a guild like this comes up is because of the initial cost of getting in the game. The Axies are a couple hundred dollars a piece to get in. So something like this provides oh, really? people with little money the option of being able to play without having to put down that huge initial investment no that's a really good point because yeah yeah exactly it, it's not like it's like five bucks or, or ten bucks so yeah having somebody front you a couple axes so that you can breed them uh fight them start earning rewards uh might be your only way in if you don't have what a thousand dollars to plunk down so um yeah and then of course uh, y2g will take their their percentage take, but uh, no, it's a really interesting business model, especially because like I said, Axie pulling in the second most revenue of all protocols behind Ethereum. Clearly this is a space that's expanding and is becoming very lucrative. So do you have any thoughts that's uh, on YGG or Axie? Yeah, I love, I love the idea of YGG. I love the fact, cause like I said earlier, I mean, even somebody who's well invested in the space, a thousand dollars to drop on some game they've never played before is a lot of money. And being able to say, okay, I can go in here, I can borrow some of these, I only get, you know, 70% revenue or whatever, but I'm able to build up my own base and then buy my own stuff, I can actually do it in game. I think that's awesome for people who don't have that kind of capital to start with and allows a lot of people to get into these games because i think that's one of the problems with these games is as they become more popular they become more expensive to get into mm -hmm. so having a guild and something like this that can have all the items and stuff available for you so you can pop in play for a bit if you don't like it you're not out a thousand dollars you know it's something you can kind of have more freedom to to use and i think the guild also is great i mean i think that's going to be the future is if people want to play these types of games you're going to join a guild you're going to get some items and you're going to play within that guild right and that's the thing is what i i mean the desire to join a guild like i've played plenty of games before sometimes i do sometimes i don't join a guild it's uh but right away you can see the value proposition here join a guild you're you're we'll set you up we'll get you going like don't don't worry about the cost like we'll take our cut but like there's an obvious value to joining the community right away. And then hopefully the community is um, kept in good enough condition and, you know, it, it's enjoyable to be part of so that it uh, in, increases the amount of enjoyment you get out of the game and uh, keeps you playing. Uh, so yeah, it's lucrative. I think enjoyable. one thing good, sorry. Yeah. I think one no, thing good, it's also a DAO. So it is more focused on, everybody and not you know a, a, a company per se where it's got a head and everything it's you know this is owned by the people that are in the 
um, guild. So they have a vested interest in seeing it do well. Right. Yeah, it's 45% community owned, the DAO. What's interesting is that they also have sub DAOs. So each sub DAO uh, has, it, it can pertain to its own game. Axie is not the only game that the YGG is involved with. It just is by far the most successful, but there are sub DAOs for other games, even for other geographical regions, which anyone who's played online games know that oftentimes when you join servers, you're often playing with players around your geographic area. But um, yeah, yeah. So the DAO structure is really interesting. It obviously has treasury management, just like any DAO, but I think it's particularly interesting here because uh, it really, what the DAO owns really can feed back into very specifically what they're trying to accomplish on the operation side. So a huge portion of their DAO is their Axie holdings, which obviously pertain to their income and revenue. So it's not just that they own all these other tokens out there and hoping that all these other protocols continue to do well. Uh, there's a bit of a feedback effect, which I, I think is really interesting here. Yes, I did uh, one little thing. They um, gave 45% of their token supply to community members. There mm -hmm. might be more that actually have it right now. That was just the part that was airdropped, it looks like. Oh, okay, okay. Which so, is still yeah. the fact that they gave a ton of their tokens to the community members that leads to further decentralization, so. Right, right, and which is a key part about DAOs that, um, you know, they don't they don't start decentralized. They have to get to that point. And yep. uh, so, no, it looks like they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, one of the other things is that um, when you're part of the guild, you can actually mint an NFT that shows the badge that you belong to the guild. And that was one of the first times when, I guess, it really clicked for me. I'll be honest, I, I've been hung up on this idea of, I understand that people value these pictures that traditionally most people think of as NFTs. And fine. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally, but I understand people value them. But the idea that you could just use somebody's, um, like, I don't know, what, what's a popular NFT? Um, like, uh, Yacht Club. Yeah. Like you could just, you know, use that as your profile picture and then yeah, control know. right click. <laughs> right. Yes. But here, like there's, there's very clear utility to me that even if you do that, well, it doesn't matter to the community. The community knows that you're not the person whose badge that is. So you don't accrue any of these very clear benefits from being a part of this. So sure. If you want to yeah, right future. click. So yeah. Is where you're yeah. getting, there's some tangible value that you can't get just from saving the picture. It's an actual asset that mm -hmm. you're using and appreciating value. Right. Now, obviously to go back to my, my example, of course, you have the right to still sell that picture, but here, yeah, I just see more tangible values and it's a little more interesting to me. Um, and of course I have not played Axie. I'd like to, I think I might get into it now, now that I know there's a cheap way in, but um, still interesting. I, I still TBD to see if these games can actually make fun games while being fine. Uh, yeah. A lot of these games right now are, you know, the, they're the base model. They're the Model T, per se, of gaming. Like, they're very mm -hmm. simple games. But And so as more and more advanced games come out and we get AAA developers and stuff, I mean, I think that's when you're really going to see the explosion. Because if something like Axie Infinity, as simple as it is, can generate that kind of revenue, I mean, imagine what, a you know, an actual real game could do. Right. Yeah. And then it just becomes a matter of whether traditional gamers will embrace this because they haven't. They've actually yeah. pushed back very noticeably. So I think there's a lot of information out there. 
and a lot of bad actors trying to do like a quick NFT to get some money off of gamers. And I think once they see the real value in it, I'm, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, oh, Hey, I can actually earn some money from playing a game and not just pay 60 bucks and then be done with it. Right. No, exactly. I think that goes back to the fact that all of these are just tools. That's it. Yep. They're just tools. If you want to, however you want to use them is up to you. And if you use them to try to line your pockets and take advantage of gamers, which is what a lot of these microtransaction things have done, then yeah, you're going to get pushback. But um, you know, you use them however you can, and maybe there's a way that you actually get people yeah, to I think like them. If uh, the first company that does it correctly with a AAA game is going to be filthy rich, yeah. I'm interested to see it because we haven't seen a really high, high, high quality game uh, built on this model yet. So, but uh, we're gamers, so we'll keep an eye on it. But uh, I think that's about time. Uh, Appreciate you hopping on today, bud. It was good to talk to you. Appreciate you you too. You have a good Friday. Yeah, you too. We'll be back Monday. See you. All right. Sounds good. Bye.